And welcome back to a Witch's Playground. My name is Bree, as usual. And I'm Tori, as per usual. <laughs> and today we decided to do something just a smidge different. Yeah. To change things up on y'all and on ourselves for no reason. So if you hear that jingling in the background, I literally have a bag in my hand with a bunch of um, discussion topics, I guess. And we're just going to draw a topic from the bag and we're going to talk about it. So it could be a good one. It could not be a good one. Who knows? Okay. So you want to draw a topic, Tori? Yep. Shake it up a little bit. Shake, shake, shake. My goodness. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't tell you about this one. Great. <laughs> what is it? So the topic that I pulled is modern magic versus old school magic. And I wrote old school with the S-K-O-O-L instead of S-C-H. Why <laughs> would you do that? I don't know. Because you're, you're like that? Yeah. All right. Well, um, personally, I like old school magic more. Okay. That's shocking coming from you. Like, okay, I guess I technically mix the two. Mm-hmm. Like, I do, like, you know, all the crystals and stuff with the new age. But, like, when it comes down to, like, actual spell work... I do it the old school way. True. Like, you know that. You've seen me. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And it's definitely not, like, new. The new school, new wave kind of stuff. It's definitely more old school voodoo. I like to get my hands dirty. Yeah, I hear you. The way that I was kind of defining modern magic is a lot of today's witches or technology witches. So they constantly have apps on their phones for spell work and stuff like that. And I'll admit, I have a daily tarot reading on my phone. So I wake up every morning at like 8 o'clock, it pops up on my phone. And I'll do my little three-card spread on my phone. But other than that, I am really much old school. I mean, I have apps on my phone for, like, books of shadows and stuff, but I don't like doing it all modern. Oh, if you're talking about it that way, then, like, I'm definitely more old school than just my spell work. Like, if I want to have a tarot card reading, I just get my cards out, make a circle, and, you know, do a one-card reading for myself if I feel like I need it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really use technology when it comes to my magic whatsoever, other than recording this podcast. <laughs> I do it, I always joke with Tori that we're DIY witches. We are, that's true. Because, I mean, we've made our own Ouija board and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we made our own scry mirrors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes down to my symbols, obviously I use the egg whites. Yeah. All that fun stuff. I don't really, I don't really use magic. I mean technology, unless I don't have a book 
that I can just go and look it up. I just look it up on the internet. But that is just me being a 21st century gal, <laughs> you know, <laughs> being a millennial and all that stuff. So, I mean, yeah, other than that, I don't, I don't use technology for magic other than, I mean, I guess keeping up with witches on Instagram, but that's about it. I have like this favorite um, voodoo witch on Instagram. I love her so much. She is such an inspiration to my magic sometimes, but like, (laughs) but yeah, I definitely, I'm old school with my spell work and like my tarot card readings. Yeah. That fun stuff. Yeah, I've been, when I first started, I was watching videos on YouTube and I watched Anais a lot. Um, She's a famous, not famous, but she's on YouTube. She does videos and stuff like that. But anyway, um, I was going down the list of like different types of witches and there's millions, by the way, but um, there's the technology one. And I started researching a little bit about the technology one and these witches literally do spell work on their phones or their computers. They do their readings on their phones or computers. They have pictures of crystals and stuff. They don't actually have the crystals. They literally draw from pictures. And in my mind, I'm like, how can you really harness the power of it? I, picture. I, I don't know how you can do that because I have to have the crystal in the room. Mm-hmm. And then like, I mean, yeah, I can do it with just a crystal in the room, but then when you actually hold the crystal, like, you can feed off the power of the crystal. Like, that's when I know I can, like, really harness the power or even feel the power is when I have it, like, in my hand. Right. So, and, like, I'm not I'm not dissing their type of magic because I'm, it's just as real as mine. But, like, personally, I, like, like I said, I like to get my hands dirty. I have to touch things. I have to actually do it with my hands. And like as I'm saying this, I'm like waving my hands around as they're like a freaking magic component or something. She is. <laughs> so I don't know. I just I have to touch. I have to feel. I have to actually do the spell work and feel the cards or feel the chalk or feel something with my hands. Right. I guess with my logical witchy brain in my head, I'm the biggest question I have is: Are they drawing actual energy from the the crystal itself, or are they just drawing energy from the electronic device that they're using? That's my biggest question because there's a whole different scenario. If you're drawing energy from like an electronic device, it, it's gonna be different than when you're drawing energy from a crystal. In my mind, it's different. Yeah, it would be a different type of energy. Yeah. Definitely. But, I mean, I guess if you know what the crystal is used for and the type of power the crystal holds, then I guess you could kind of draw it that way, maybe? Question mark? I guess. I I mean, I know what crystals are used for. I know the power that they hold, but, like, I still don't feel it unless I'm in the same room as it or, or holding it. You know? Yeah, I agree. I can look at pictures of crystals all day and be like, oh, that's pretty, but I don't feel anything. Yeah, because I feel like... But then again, like, there can be power in pictures, too. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, have you ever hold an old picture and you just feel something from it? Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I guess they do. You could do it that way, 
because I mean, I can look at an old picture or I can look at something or a physical object, like, I don't know, a freaking mirror and you just feel the energy, you know, you just feel the power in it. Yeah. I guess that's, that, that could possibly be the same thing. I mean, it's a different kind of sense, a different kind of feeling. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can almost relate because when I'm researching herbs, like when I used to, um, when I used to write down every single herb and their definition and what they're used for, like when I was reading it, I could imagine myself actually holding that plant and like smelling it and touching it and stuff like that. So I, I guess it would kind of be the same in a way. Yeah. It's just, it's just their different type of magic, and we just, you know, we practice a different type. Because God knows, like, I'll see an old picture, or I'll have an old picture in my hands, and, like, I I know its power. I can sense, like, almost the people in the picture. Mm-hmm. You know? But then again, I'm still touching it, or I'm still in the room with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think it would be interesting to interview a technical, technological witch one day and see their yeah. their intake on it. No, but um, that just made me think of something. Oh, my goodness. There is this famous, like, haunted doll on the internet. I cannot remember its name. And, like, they shared their story on the internet and, like, tons of people, like, got the violent reactions from the doll are you talking about um the boy or are you talking about um no it's a girl doll annabelle no it's not annabelle it's a different one oh i don't know it's another one i can't think of it hold on but anyway like people just saw videos of the doll right Mm -hmm. and pictures of it on the internet and still like they had the same type of um um, they still had the same type of reaction as someone who saw it in person, you know, like they would get sick, they had headaches and all that kind of stuff. And like, even when, um, we, we mention this podcast all the time because we love it so much. Um, and that's why we drink one episode they did, they did about a haunted doll and they did as disclaimer, like you might get dizzy, you might have a headache, this and stuff like that because of the power of this doll. And I swear I got a headache and I was dizzy like before they even did the disclaimer. Cause I did it like halfway through Oh wow! with the story. And like, I remember getting like a headache and feeling like dizzy and so, like, I guess it's the same type of thing. If something is powerful enough, then you re- you'll be able to feel it and to sense it. Yeah. Computer screen. I mean, it. What you're describing it sounds like a an experiment that Mr. Zach Bagans, which Christine absolutely hates Zach Bagans now, but. Um, <laughs> but um, it sounds like a, an experiment he did. He tried to see if the spirits from um, the Winchester House and Bobby Mackey's Music World, um, he tried to see if they would come through to the other side. So they had like um, computers set up at Winchester House and computers set up at uh, 
Bobby Mackey's to see if the spirits could go through and be like a Bobby Mackey spirit in the Winchester house and the Winchester spirit in the Bobby Mackey's house and stuff like that. And they actually got some, uh, some crazy things happen. Um, but I mean, I guess it's just, it's like the point that you're making. If it's powerful enough, it will happen. Yeah. Like, I mean, again, that's a, a haunted possession versus crystals and Right. Really want to debate the power of the two, but let's be honest, like haunted things can do really messed up uh, things to people. (laughs) Haunted objects and houses and ghouls and ghosts can do really messed up things too. Right. The living. Here's where my logical brain gets in the way again. I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. you're already psyching yourself up. You're already listening to this story. You already know that it's something negative so does mm-hmm. your body already know what's going to happen and it just causes you to have these feelings because of, right because there'll be um nights where not anymore but i used to watch ghost adventures or ghost hunters before i go to bed and i literally would feel something in my bedroom and i didn't know if it was because i was psyching myself up or what but as soon as i started watching something different that feeling went away True, it could just be you sizing yourself up. Yeah, so that that's a whole that's a whole thing. Fair enough. Okay. okay. You wanna pick another one? Sure. By the way, we only have one bag and I'm the one that's holding the bag because she's in somewhere else. I have you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This, I feel like, might be a little bit of a longer episode because of the second topic that I just pulled. Okay, what is it? And it correlates so well with the first topic that we were talking about. Good. (laughs) Good versus bad. (laughs) I'm sorry, I just took a big gulp of my tea, and now I'm, like, staring into the abyss. Um. (laughs) I'll start on this one. Okay. So, the way I feel about it is it's not the person itself using the magic is the one that decides whether they're going to use it for good or bad. Magic mm-hmm. itself is not inherently bad. It's not inherently good. Um, especially, yeah. let's bring up spirits since we already brought it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like depending on who you are and depending what the spirit's trying to do, you can perceive it as good or you can perceive it as bad. Like, for instance, a poltergeist, you know, moving things around and stuff like that. A lot of people will think... again, poltergeist literally throws things at people's heads. Not always. And scratches them. Not always. So, like, I disagree with that. I feel like some things are inherently bad and some things are inherently good. Right, but think about it. sometimes ghosts are really there just to hurt you. Yeah. And so, I don't know if, I don't think that entirely is how you perceive it. I think it's, some ghosts are really, really there to just chill. Some of them are literally just there to help you. And some are literally there to hurt you. Right, but the point I'm trying to get at is it's really how you perceive it. Because if... 
there's always going to be that one person that the spirit is wanting to be attached to whether it's to continue their dark work or to continue their light work you know Mm-hmm. So, if you're in that person's shoes and you feel a strong connection to the dark, you're going to be okay with the spirit. You're, you know, it's going to be good for you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as a good person, you know, using magic for good and looking at this, you're going to be like, oh, hell no, I'm good. Like, I don't want to mess with that and it's bad. Yeah. Okay. Um. I feel... That it's all about balance. Mm-hmm. Because you can't strictly just do good magic, right? Right. There's going to be a time where you're going to have to do something bad. Mm-hmm. But- either save yourself or save someone or to protect yourself or to protect someone. I mean, I, I, mean, I learned that the hard way. Mm-hmm. So help it on being a good witch because I didn't want to, you know, fulfill the, uh, the family curse I have, you know? Yeah. So I just, but then I realized I was like, I had to protect myself in order to protect myself. I had to do some, some quote unquote bad magic, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But that's not who I am. I know I'm inherently a good witch, you know? It's all about... And, like, obviously, if you're going... if you're in, And it's about intentions, too. If you're going into a spell and your intention is to hurt someone or hurt yourself or a place or whatever, just think about, you know... Whatever you do is going to come around to bite you in the butt. Definitely. Some way. And, but even though if you're hurting someone maliciously without any previous, you know, context to the situation, then you should probably question about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you're hurting someone because they hurt you, that's a whole different story. That's just, that's protection and saving yourself, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I do believe that witches can be wholly, not completely good, and I don't believe they can be completely bad either. Even though they might seem that way, you know? Yeah, I agree. Like... But if you think a witch is bad, then you should probably just stay away from them. Because you don't need to get mixed up in that. <laughs> right. It brings you full circle to your, your intuition and how you take it. So, like, I'm not going to say all bad magic is awful and you should never do it in your life. Because there's a time and a place for it. But you need to be smart about it. You need to... You basically need to do, like, a pro and con list, you know, (laughs) like, is doing the spell. I mean, and you should not even think about doing that with, like, a bad spell, a harmful spell. You need to think about doing that with any spell work that you conduct, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
is this more good than bad? Why are you doing this? What are the reasons for your doing this? And are you being irrational in your reasons? Are you being rational in your reasons? Like you need to, like we have power for a reason and we don't need to abuse that power. Agreed. Like whether the spell work is good, whether the spell work is quote unquote bad, you have to, you have to be rational with it. You can't hastily do spell work just because you're upset in the moment, you know? Yeah, you know all about that. Exactly. So you can't just do it to do it. Yeah. Now, I will say I've... Okay, we're going to get personal for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, back in August, I was with this guy that I was with in high school. Well, whole mm-hmm. thing happened, blah, blah, blah. He left, blah, blah, blah. So one night I was literally, and she knows this, I was up bawling my eyes out I was upset you know I I just got this feeling that I need to go in my closet which is my witchy room by the way um I need to go in there I need to write down everything that he did to me and I need to refill it um with good and positive so I literally wrote it down I burned it and immediately after I felt better now in my mind when I wrote down the things I was saying I was thinking of all the negativity coming out of my life. Well, I didn't realize at the moment, but when I when I called for all the negativity to be gone, it took away a good friend of mine at that time. And it made me realize how she was turning against me, really, and only wanted me to be her friend because I was buying things from her. Um, so... Be mindful of what you're going to do, especially if you're upset in the moment. You need to be precise with your words and precise with what you're wanting. Mm -hmm. Because the things that you inherently don't want to lose, if you word it correctly, or incorrectly, I should say, it will take away the negative in your life. Yeah. (laughs) Be (laughs) precise in your words, even... When you're asking for something from the universe, you have to be precise in the words because they may take away more than you want. They may give you more than you were asking for because you did not choose your words carefully. Mm-hmm. Our spirit guides both taught us that lesson one night. Oh, yeah. Communicating because they were getting, I don't know, not upset, but I'm going to use the word upset. We were not asking the words carefully enough. We were just saying them, they, she, he, and not using the actual names. And they just stopped answering us. Yeah, they literally stopped communicating and we both heard in our minds, be precise. Yeah, and then once you're more precise, you get the answers you want. So good, evil, bad, whatever. Be precise. Mm-hmm. Because if you do, like, for instance, if you do a hex and you just do it willy-nilly. Oh, God. You don't know who you're going to be hurting. Right. Even with a good thing. If you just do it willy-nilly, you don't know who you're going to be helping. Yeah. You know? And you, don't, you don't know. Yeah. And with the, you know, hexes and stuff like that, you have to, at least I have to, you know, because of who I am or whatever. The way I practice magic with the the witches read, 
Um, you have to say harm none to make mm-hmm. it harm none. Because if it harms somebody in the long run, it's going to come back to you threefold. So you're going to get all that they, you just put out and more that you didn't realize you were putting out. Exactly. That's what I said. It's going to come back to bite you in the butt, no matter what kind of magic you practice. It is. It definitely is. That's the, that is the law of the universe. No matter what magic you use, no matter if it's voodoo, Celtic, Wiccan, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. If you, if you mess up, if you hurt somebody, it's going to come back and bite you in the butt. Definitely. And I think that is all we have time for right now. <laughs> do you want to add, do you want to do another one? I think we've overlured their ears a little bit. Okay. Well, thank you for watching again. Just remember, be careful and use your magic wisely. Yes. And thank you for listening. Thank you. And guys, just a special little announcement here at the end. <laughs> While she coughs to death. Sorry. Um I before this pod before we sat down and recorded this podcast, I checked my iTunes to see if our podcast was successfully uploaded and passed review. And we are now officially on iTunes. So you guys can go follow us on there and subscribe and just have fun. Hell yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Witch's Playground. Thank you. Bye. Bye.